Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome back. More self-love goodness about to come at you. Are you stoked? I'm stoked. Uh, Okay, so we have a new three-day masterclass coming up on June 28th, June 29th, and June 30th. So if you aren't already on the list, get your cute little behind over to the show notes and click the link and add yourself to the list. Especially if you are vibing with the energy of a self-love sisterhood, if you are really ready to get those self-love foundations in your bones and do so with a community of women who are also on that same devotional path with their self-love, there's going to be a special offer in the masterclass specifically for the self-love sisterhood. So make sure you're on there so that you can get it. Um, Okay, so today we are going to be talking about self-love and how it sets the standard for the level of love and the standard of love that you will accept in your relationships. So, you know, this whole idea that self-love is selfish is absolutely absurd to me. Because when you actually have self-regard and self-respect and you cherish yourself, you value your time, you make sure that you're well-nourished, you're well-rested, that you are energized by the things that you are doing, that you commit to things that are actually a yes for you and you've learned to say no to the things that aren't. When you are able to embody that standard of being, guess what it does for your relationships? It upgrades them. Like a serious upgrade. Serious upgrade. Now, sometimes this upgrade can be a little clunky because if we're going from like the old mode of our relational standards are in the toilet and we just like embrace and accept the bare minimum, when we start elevating our self-love practices and our standards are going to evolve as well, but sometimes our old conditioned behavior is like, whoa, what is going on? What the fuck? Don't you know? I like to dumpster dive. What are you talking about? I need to uphold a standard for my love life. So there can be like that middle clunky phase where 
we're unlearning the old, like really like bar on the fucking floor standard. And we're learning to hold the higher bar and really back it. And, and that is, that is a process. You know, it, it's not like you just wake up one day and all of a sudden your standards are embodied and like you never have to worry about, you know, upholding your standards again and you won't ever feel weird about it. That's not what happens, unfortunately. Um, this is a process where you are going to have to sit in that you know, phase of like, ooh, this feels a little spicy. Um, and also whenever we're backing a new standard of treatment of care, especially in relationship, it can bring up all of our relational fears. So like if we have a fear of abandonment or if we have a fear of rejection, guess what? You're going to face it. When you start embodying more self-love, you are going to inevitably be put in situations and environments where you get to practice the new standard for yourself. And it's sometimes pretty clunky. Sometimes we are going to completely botch it. And we're going to be like, actually, I really love when the bar is on the floor. <laughs> Let me just go and lay down on the bar on the floor. <laughs> I think I'd like to live here. And then we kind of wake up from our haze. We wake up from that spell because what happens when you've expanded your self-love to inhabit new standards for yourself and then you go back on those in a relational context, you actually won't be able to hold that for very long without getting really grossed out by yourself. Like your skin will start to crawl. And you're gonna be like, ugh, like, ugh, I just feel so off. Like no matter what I do, like I just feel, ugh. Well, that's very intentional because your standards are like, hello. I'm over here. Come get me. Like, I thought we were going to do life on this track. You know, the expanded love, the reverent love, the radiant love. I thought that, I thought that's what we were doing. And so slowly we kind of slink out of the muck and we're like, oh yeah, that is what I'm doing. And let me back this standard a little bit stronger than I, I could before. So it's like this slow and steady process of like learning how to back your standards more and more fiercely. Again, learning curve, learning process. You're not going to get 10 out of 10 right out of the gate. No problem. That's, that's not the point. Um, the point is to evolve and emerge and grow at a pace that is sustainable for you. Because if we try and change too many things too quickly, 
Like we don't actually have the capacity to sustain that change and then we collapse. So this is where you see people expand really, really big. They might go to, let's say, like a transformational event, right, where it, they like really get hyped at that event and they expand really, really big. But that expansion, like their life has not actually calibrated to be able to hold that expansion. So what happens is when they come home, they collapse because they haven't actually learned how to hold that opening that happened and sustain it. So my work is not about like that flash, like rah, 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 like let's get jacked <laughs> and like transform our lives. Yeah. Woo. And then you go home and you're like, fuck, like that lasted for like two weeks and now I'm back in the gutter again. My work is not like that. My work is the slow and steady climb so that you can open, 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 and you can keep opening at a sustainable rate so that when you do have like this thing that really opens and brightens you up, you're like, whoa, yeah, this feels like an edge for me, but I can hold it. I can stay here with myself. I've got this. Oh, wow. Look at us. We're going to a whole new level. Woohoo. But we can hold it. We can sustain it. And I would much rather you take that intentional path so that you can actually hold and sustain the things that are your birthright. And healthy, thriving relationships are your birthright. Having a life that feels good to be in is your birthright. Living a life that is rich with possibility and magic and miracles is your birthright. And to connect in and create the conditions, and this is what we're talking about in the, in the masterclass next week, is like creating those conditions for love to thrive. In order to create the conditions for love to thrive, we have to have standards and we have to be willing to back them. And self-love will raise the bar. It will raise the bar. And if you start caring for yourself in all of these reverent ways, when a dusty dude comes along or like a chick who's like just chaos <laughs> embodied, <laughs> who's just going to wreck your life, you know, or just like the person who's like danger zone, right? When you see that person and you have been really stoking those fires of self-love, you can see the warning sign. Now, let's be real. We're still human and there will sometimes be times where we're like, mm, let's indulge it. Let's play. <laughs> let's add a little bit of spice. And then we get burned by that and we're like, okay, <sighs> I actually am going to back my standard next time because I knew better. I knew better. Like I knew what that person was about and I chose to put myself in that situation where I would have to lower the standard in order to exist with them. And this is where you see a lot of dysfunctional relationships in a dysfunctional relationship, especially if one person is on the path of growth, 
In order to maintain a dysfunctional relationship, the person who's on the path of growth has to drop their standard. Because if the person who's doing the growth backs their standard, it often means they will have to leave. And that sobering realization that that relationship is actually misaligned, like really fundamentally misaligned, and they have to do the scary but honest and mature thing, which is end a relationship that isn't in service to love. And so when we get into the realm of mature relating, embodied love, like my whole school is the school of embodied love. Like obviously you're here if you want a taste of that. You want to embody that. If you're here to embody love, you're in the right place. <laughs> and like I want you to have the life that is made up of all of your heart's desires. But in order to create that, you've got to be in right relationship with reality. And you have to be willing to back your standards, even if that means leaving a relationship or leaving a job or leaving a circumstance or situation that actually requires you to self-sacrifice, requires you to abandon yourself, requires you to do things that are insulting to your soul in order to maintain the dynamic. And when we look at dysfunctional relationships, that's always happening. Like there, there is the self-love standard, but the self-love standard is not being upheld. And so we drop down, we have to drop down in order to stay in the relationship. This is how people lose themselves in love. Okay. If you've ever lost yourself in love, because this was likely happening where you were expanding, you were growing and the relationship or your partner wasn't growing at the same rate or in the same direction. I mean, you don't always have to grow in the same direction, but there has to be mutual growth. Like the container of the relationship has to be one that was built on a precipice of like, the only thing consistent in life is that we are going to change and we are going to grow and we are going to evolve and let us design a relationship that allows for that movement. But if we come into a relationship like most people do with this idea of like, okay, I know who you are and this is who you will always have to be in order for me to feel safe. So I'm going to automate you and I'm going to know like you do this, you do this, you do this, you act like this, you say this, you, these are the things you like, this is what you don't like. Like, just let me get to know you so that I can automate you and I can put this relationship on set it and forget it mode. And when it's on set it and forget it mode, like the, the rule here with each other is that we can't change because change threatens this whole fragile house of cards that we have built. So when you see like this dynamic of dysfunctional relating most of the time, actually I'd say probably all the time, there hasn't been a lot of intention in the construction of the relationship from the beginning. Most of the time it's like this hungry, underfed, malnourished 
part of ourselves that is like, oh my God, a feast. Oh my God, a person. Oh my God, they want to love me? Okay, great. Like, let's catch them and keep them. And this is not about women catching men or men catching women. Like, it's, it's literally humans do this to each other. When we have parts of ourselves that are so malnourished and who have, like, parts of us that just haven't been loved in such a long time, when someone comes along and we see like this bright, shiny possibility of love and we project all of our fantasies onto it. And we're like, oh, you'll be the one to save me from myself. Okay, great. So in order for us to play this out, we need to get to the finish line real fucking fast. So whether that is like pushing for like the form of the relationship, are we boyfriend, girlfriend, are we partners? Like what are we? And like getting to that spot prematurely or sometimes it's like pushing for marriage and that level of commitment prematurely just so that we like have the thing. But if we have built a relationship in such um, an unconscious way and when you build a relationship from that thread, you're actually building it from your wounds. You're not building it from your embodied self. And so anything that you build from your wounds will fall into that house of cards side of things. Anything you build from the place of your embodied soul and embodied human, well, that is more sustainable. Because in order to build something from your embodied human, you have to be present. You have to be in right relationship with reality. And when we are sober in reality, we understand that things are shifting, they're changing, like that is just the only constant in life, is that things are going to change. Nothing stays the same, at least not for forever. And so when we have this resistance to change, you know, it's not only a resistance to growth, but it's also like this very young malnourished, starving part of ourselves that is like, fuck, like if we, if this changes, like maybe I, I won't even get like these scraps that I'm getting now. Right. So it, it fights for the dysfunction. It fights for the scraps. It's like, no, I'll, 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 I'll protect this relationship where I'm literally just getting like dumpster dived scraps. I'm not even satiated here. Like if we were to get really honest, anyone who's in a dysfunctional relationship is not fully fed there. They're not emotionally nourished. They're not being spiritually nourished. They are not relationally nourished. Probably not sexually nourished, although some dysfunctional relationships are because they are being sexually nourished and that's the only spot of nourishment. Um, and it's more of an addiction. Um, you know, in, in terms of like the physical nourishment of like how we feed our like physical body and move our body that often also gets really funky in a dysfunctional relationship. This is why people lose themselves because they stop caring for themselves because in order to maintain the bar on the floor status quo, we have to drop down our standards. We have to drop down our embodiment. We have to 
you know, pretend that we are okay with substandard behavior, that we're okay with scraps, and we will play this out for as long as we can take it. And then usually something big comes and blows it up. And that's when we're kind of left to kind of put the pieces back together again. So if you've ever experienced that, so have I. You're not alone. And, you know, we can work with these spots. But in order to work with these spots, we have to be willing to set the self-love standard so that the way that we love ourselves sets the bar and sets the standard for how we will accept others when it comes to them loving us. So if you love yourself really well and like you're really anchored in that and you've created a really nice habitual environment and you've been doing that and you've been sustaining it for a long period of time, when someone comes in that let's say bars on the floor, the contrast of that will be so obvious because you've been caring for yourself. So that is at a certain vibrational level. And then bar on the floor is obviously a very different vibrational level. And there's stark contrast between the two. So it makes it easier to actually discern the people who are really not good for you. Because the people who are really not good for you are the ones that they're like, the bar's on the floor. What's your problem? Like, it's on the floor. Who cares? But when you've really been caring for yourself, you're like, uh, not good enough for me. Not a good enough offer. Thanks, but no thanks. Have a nice incarnation. And you don't even get tangled in the web because even just interacting with them, like, and that you'll probably even be able to suss this out before a first date. If you're really embodied in your self-love practice and devotion and, you know, you'll feel the energetic of someone who wants to feed off of your life force or someone who wants to play out this like karmic wound mate cycle. You'll be able to literally feel it. Your whole embodiment will just go off. And this is why we do so much embodiment work in my containers because your body is an ally in this regard and we need to learn its signals and in order to learn its signals, we have to do the emotional clearing, you know, so we're not emotionally constipated like I talked about in the last episode. So if you didn't listen to that one, go listen to that one so you know what I'm talking about. And when the pipes are clear emotionally and energetically, we can sniff this out and we're like, ooh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like in order for me to like continue on with you, I have to drop my standards of how I'm cared for. And so you'll see this in the way that people communicate. You know, if you've been really caring for yourself, there's a reverence to that. And then if you have someone who can't even land the plane on, you know, making a plan with you for a date, you're going to feel that incongruence. You're going to feel that lack of resonance and the lack of reverence because when someone can't even like land the plane on a date and time for a date, that's not someone who respects you 
or probably even respects themselves or respects the whole world of dating. And so you can dodge that bullet by seeing like, oh, wait a second, like I'm already feeling this incongruence and we haven't even gone on a date yet. Guess what? I'm not going to waste my own time. (laughs) I have learned my lessons. (laughs) I am no longer wasting my own time. You know, and this is a really powerful place to get to. And, you know, we will be exploring this in the self-love sisterhood. Um, If you've been in my embodied dating track, we will also explore this in an embodied dating mastermind in the future. So like there are plenty of ways in which we can really get those standards up. And one of the best ways to get your relational standards up is to practice self-love, is to practice self-care, is to get those fundamentals of self-love into your embodied experience. So if you want to come have a taste of what that might look like, I invite you to come to the masterclass, sign up for the masterclass for June 28th, 29th, and 30th. It is free to join, and there will be a replay for 48 hours after each class, so if you can't make the live session, that's that's okay. We still got you covered, and there will be, like I said, a a really special offer to join the Self-Love Sisterhood if you have come to those three masterclasses. Um, okay. I'm going to wrap it there, friends. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you. Bye.